Hi, my name is Shea Coulee, and I didn't come to play. I came to slay my very own first podcast with the one and only Nicole Byer. We will be talking all things Top Model in 2003, so stay tuned. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hi, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to the very first episode of Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. So, what is this podcast? Well, I'm obsessed with America's Next Top Model and wanted to create a space where I could ask my friends and other superfans to obsess over this iconic TV show with me. Want to be on top is not a moment-by-moment recap, but rather a discussion of the cultural impact that this reality TV juggernaut had on fashion, TV, modeling, and more. Want to be on top is a home for all things top model. We will explore the challenges, the judges, and the tyra of it all. Plus, some of the standout moments from top model that we can't stop talking about a decade later. Each week, I will be joined by special guests for two episodes. On Mondays, we will talk Top Model, making our way through the 24 iconic cycles of the show. And on Thursdays, we will do a more in-depth interview with our guests about fashion and style and how Top Model inspired them. Can you even? (laughs) We are starting with Cycle 1 of Top Model, which is available to stream on Hulu right now. We encourage you to watch these episodes and to listen to the podcast, but we are having more sweeping conversations, so it's not necessarily required viewing. I'm so happy to be making this show and share it with all of you. So let's get started. All right, I'd like to introduce someone to you who will be joining us for this wild ride every single week. I am joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Maxwell will be helping guide our top model exploration, providing us with the knowledge and the top model facts that only an expert and super fan could possess. Top model facts. Top model facts. Hi, Maxwell. Oh my gosh. Hello, Miss Shea Coulee. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am in sunny Los Angeles. Well, it's actually not sunny. The sun has actually just gone down, which I'm sure you are aware of. You live in um, L.A. too. I just feel... Um, I'm very gosh, connected right now. I know. I just had... I th- There was like something that I just had to s- talk about being in L.A. while recording this first podcast because it feels like a very Los Angelian type thing to do. So I just kind of had to like state the uh, geographical location of it all. But I'm just so excited that we're like finally getting the chance to sit down and uh, do this show. Yeah, I was just going to say as an Angelino, I'm very excited to be podcasting right now with you especially about top model because honestly we have definitely shared a blunt and a top model moment a many a time in our day 
back in Chicago when you come to visit. Mm -hmm. I mean, Top Model is just very easy to put on. So when you asked me to join you on this journey, I was like, oh, please let me put my Top Model hat on and join you. Yes. And so for um, everybody that's listening, Maxwell's going to be helping me produce this. He's, you know, giving us all the good top model uh, deep facts. He's going to be along here co-hosting. So, um, yes, I'm so thankful for him to be here helping me out, giving me all the good juicy top model facts and lines and quotes you know truly being a top model historian is not just a a thing it is a way of life and you know you really have to find those special special people who are equipped and dedicated enough to handle the job you know what i'm saying I do eat, pray, love, and smize all the time. So, and I mean, we're going to definitely be talking about photo shoots, the iconic judges, the meltdowns. I mean, I'm ready to dive into all of it. So, yes, I mean, I, yes, I'm ready to dive in. I'm so excited because, okay, um, our very first um, ever guest is somebody who um, I love uh, i just adore them i think that they are so effing cool um one time they asked me if i would date them and i was just all like hell to the fuck yeah because i know my mom who oh my god she said you oh my god my mom's gonna be so upset that i said fucking her name in the same sentence but i i'm sorry um uh, but I was just like, I know my mom would absolutely love them. And they are the amazing, the iconic, the beautiful, the talented, wonderful host of their very own podcast called Why Won't You Date Me? Netflix nailed it. They have been making several appearances as a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, the one, the only the incomparable Nicole Byer. Thank you. What a lovely introduction. Oh my gosh. I'm so thank you. Thank you so much for, for, for joining us. I, I, I am so grateful and thankful to you for um, doing this on our first episode. I'm just, you know, any any new project is always you know any um new thing is always a little bit uh nerve wracking but I'm I'm really glad that we have a fun group of people here to talk about something that you know is a cultural cornerstone and something that so many people love which is America's Next Top Model. Yes, thank you for including me. Yes. Okay. So, um, Nicole, I want to just like set the scene okay i want us to like take a moment jump back in time um to upn may 20th 2003 the premiere of america's next top model cycle one um if can you just uh describe to us what you imagine um Nicole was wearing and or doing on this here day what was the music that she was listening to mm-hmm. um what was what was in her um um portable cd player you know <laughs> that kind of situation wait what year is it again 2003 may okay. 20th 2003 so she's still in school and uh she's a young lady uh let's see what did my hair look like I believe I was growing it out from a 
failed attempt to dye it with Kool-Aid and it had all fallen out. So oh. uh, <laughs> makeover it's, challenge gone wrong. Yeah, gone very, very it happened, wrong. Yeah, it happened to uh, many a top model. I think at that point my lip gloss was popping. I was listening to <laughs> Missy Elliott under construction, or maybe this is not a test. Uh, pass that Dutch, flip it and mm-hmm. reverse it. Uh, what nice. I was wearing, probably a tracksuit from Old Navy with matching Air Force Ones. Wow. With like hair, like a hair piece that matched something in my outfit. Now that's fresh. Thank Give me you. two per. Thank I need you. two per. I need two per. <laughs> um, I'm actually really happy for you that um you had a pair of Air Force Ones. I was never able to um cop one. My parents were just so lit. I think like my, I got to kind of live out a fantasy of fashion through the show because like mm-hmm. I literally, my parents didn't let me wear shit, you know? Yeah. My mother didn't really let us wear anything. Like I begged uh, for a Tommy Hilfiger shirt. And my mm-hmm. mother said, we don't advertise for free. We don't pay to advertise. <laughs> and I was like, I guess that is what we're doing. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, damn. I just want to fit in yeah. and wear what all the kids are wearing, that's mom and dad. I wanted. But I wore hand-me-downs, and that's when I got to wear... So like some people like they're like, oh, I had hand-me-downs. But I was like, can we please go get the hand-me-downs? Yes. The hand-me-downs have the cool clothes in them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause we were straight up shopping at Old Navy too. Like uh-huh. that was uh-huh. Old Navy is so just like sweet and approachable and conservative. Bless its heart. Mm-hmm. I um I know that at that point, um, at this time I was uh in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um and I remember when America's Next Top Model um, had premiered. I mean, it's May 20th. It's already kind of like towards like um, summer, you know. Um, and I remember that uh, we didn't get out of school till like mid-June. And mm-hmm. so I would come into class like every single morning because like it was uh, Miss Marston's language arts class. And I would like literally talk. I would give everyone like a play by play, like I was already practicing for a podcast or something um, (laughs) of like what would happen on the episode each night. And she was so annoyed with me that she literally moved me to the opposite side of the room next to this girl named Kim Mm -hmm. who didn't talk to anybody. (laughs) And I was just, I remember being like, well, I don't need someone to talk back. I just need a good listener. <laughs> and I literally talked, I, okay, I tortured Kim with the details of Top Model to the point I will never forget one day I came in and I was like, oh my God, girl. So do you want me to tell you what happened on Top Model last night? And she was like, please tell, please. <laughs> you should send her a check for her therapy because she I, was subsequently right. in therapy being like, I never asked for it. I never spoke. (laughs) But this person kept speaking to me. I don't understand why. I sometimes would say no thank you. And it would continue to happen. That's so funny. Right? I was like, I'm just going to literally break her down with just all of my love and passion for Top Model. And honestly, truly, Nicole, I did because freshman year the next summer we were in spanish class together and, you and i kim? was yes and i was like hey girl you're like hola kim do you want to hear about 
<laughs> about season dos of Top Model. <laughs> I'm not lying to the point where she was like, I'm just going to start watching this show. I'm going to watch it. Okay? She started watching it? She did. She really did. And did I got have, her. Did you like, parties? Viewing uh, parties? No, we didn't. But it was okay because we would come to Spanish and not pay attention and talk about what happened on Wait the show. Wait a minute. I have the story twisted. We don't have to send money to Kim. You saved Kim. You brought yes. Kim out of her shell. I Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Kim, actually, later on, she became, um, we became really good friends in high school. And she was the first person that I came out of the closet too. Oh my god! Yes, top model brought us together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, See, that's <sighs> nice. My two gay best friends in high school wouldn't come out to me, so I made them watch Queer as Folk, and I was like, "Do you like what you're seeing?" Which is <laughs> awful. <laughs> Which Do is you so feel mean. A tingly feeling. <laughs> you should have tried in top your tummies. I should have tried yeah. top model. It may have gone over just a little easier with <laughs> gentler. <laughs> Tyron, that smize would have knocked him right out of the closet. <laughs> oh God, smizing. We still all smize. That's well, the lasting impact that Tyra had on the full generation. Well, this season we call it uh, giving life in the eyes. We hadn't developed smize yet, but oh, and like honestly, okay. I feel like just in general, two thousand and three was just such a really great time. We survived Y two K. Yes, it was. It was. It was prior to like the stock market falling. Like um, one of the the biggest blockbuster, uh, the first big one of 2003 was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest, I still fucking quote that movie to this day. Really? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever seen it. It's like Kate, oh no, I have seen it. It's Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey, right? Yes, and Katherine Hahn is just so brilliant in it, even mm-hmm. though she's not a main character. I love. See, look, this is this is the age where I started to realize Katherine Hahn. I was like, wow, you don't have to be the lead character in a movie and still be the one that everyone thinks about afterwards, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that was like me in school plays because I was never the lead. I was just like that weird little black kid that was like, hey, put me in your musical too. <laughs> um, Wait, uh-huh. what is the smallest part you played in a musical? Um, The conductor in, um, oh my God, what, The Music Man. Oh, it was okay. like a train scene. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was, uh huh. I was me. One of the unnamed parents in uh, Bye Bye Birdie, but we all get one song, and it was kids. Oh, my What's God. the matter with what these kids, kids today? today? I, <laughs> I was a disgruntled parent in my sophomore in high school too. In that, yes, yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's where you pl- place the awkward black kids. That mm-hmm. you're like, whose children are they? <laughs> where are their kids? <laughs> See, there were so few They're black people at my adult. school. They knew exactly who my parents were. They were like, well, there's only one set. No. Must I'm, be that. me in the context of the musical because oh, we're just these random parents. Yes, and it's like, yes. who, who are your kids? <laughs> yes. Now I'm on board. There's I all these little it. girls running around in the, the Birdie fan club. And <laughs> we got some angry kids. But where are they? You know what? Speaking of, I actually need to go and check on my angry kids. My uh, daughters are running amok right now. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Oh. 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 
are back from break and we are talking about the very first cycle season of America's Next Top Model 2003 banging year. We just talked about blockbuster films, talking about jams. Uh, the, the hit at this time was In the Club by 50 Cent. Oh. Yes. We also had Shania Twain headline the Super Bowl with No we Doubt. We did? And Sting. Yes. With No Doubt and Sting? <laughs> right. That's Who the vibe. like, throw these people in a blender and let's <laughs> see what we get? What? That's so random. Yes. And uh, this is also when Apple released the iTunes music store and they basically killed off Napster. Oh, wow. You know? Wow. Um, I remember really trying to use Napster and then um, uh, downloading some um, malware onto my dad's computer <laughs> and getting a literal ass whooping for it. <laughs> I um, use LimeWire. And I don't think yeah. I ever downloaded anything bad. I also still have stuff on my computer from LimeWire. Wow. She's a hoarder. She's a digital hoarder. <laughs> um, uh, also, this is the same year that uh, Kelly Clarkson debuted her album after winning um, American Idol. Honestly, gotta say, she's my only American Idol. I don't know who came after her. And that's because she did it. She won. That album's yeah. perfect. She never, I mean, what is it? You never stray away from the sidewalk. I love how I was like, the album's perfect. And I'm like, what is a song from it? <laughs> <laughs> perfect from start to finish. What was it called again? What was that? What was that? Break a leg. That's <laughs> yeah. a song on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, right. It's yeah. no. I love it. That was her second album, actually. Oh, was it? Let me confirm. Oh no! Um, what was her first album? At the same, but speaking of other jams, Milkshake came out that summer. Bringing all the boys to the yard. Come and on, guys! I mean, and their like is better than yours. Uh, okay. Also, let's talk about some of the major fashion trends of 2003. We got fedoras. We've got low rise jeans. Come um, on now, that was thongs. such a mean trend for a little fatty. Uh, I could never. Like, is it supposed to go under your muffin top? Like, the, the, like it sucks. I wanted to be in on it, and it, I just couldn't do it. They're all like low. You're like, okay, yes, reveal. Um, cargo pants, which I definitely was mm. a cargo pants mm-hmm. um, person. I remember I had a pair of cargo pant khakis. Uh, Von Dutch. Mm-hmm. Yep, love Von Dutch. Um, Yes. Uh, and also, we were getting a lot of Ed Hardy, True Religion, mm-hmm. Kangol, and Juicy. I just bought an Ed Hardy shirt on a Poshmark because I was like, oh, why not? Right. Isn't it? Isn't that? I'm truly just like living my like 2000s fantasy. Okay, that that's how I feel like I am at this stage of my life. Like, like the the clothes that I find myself gravitating towards are all the stuff that my parents wouldn't let me buy yes. or wear yes. when I was like a teenager, yes. and now I'm like getting 
I'm like living out my full teenage fantasy, yes. like my crazy teenage fantasy. Like, yes. And it's wild because I keep seeing TikToks where like it's a bunch of like, I don't know, 30 year olds who are like, leave my side parts alone. Oh, I love my skinny jeans. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, who fucking cares what a teen thinks of you? Also, I don't usually wear a middle part, but I bought a wig, put it in the middle. And I said, "Ooh, that's nice. I'm glad the nice teens told me about it. And then I don't like skinny jeans. So I'm very happy to not wear them anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm not I, I don't know why I don't know who's married to skinny jeans because apparently these 30 year old TikTokers that, <laughs> they're mad about it. Uh yeah, I I say uh, uh, uh stop because <laughs> after this year it's all about the sweatpants and the joggers. Like yes. Also, I'm you know? like really trying to make mom jeans happen. I did a show recently where I had to wear my own clothing and I mm-hmm. wore these like mom jeans, had my shirt uh, tucked in and has like an elastic band and these like ugly little pockets, but I love them. And she was like, how about we untuck the shirt so like we don't see the jeans? And I was like, oh, but that's the point to see the jeans. She's like, yes, but they're like mom jeans. And I was like, yeah, that's the point. She was like, untuck the shirt. And I was like, okay, you mean stylist? <laughs> I was like, let oh, me right. look as weird as I want to look. Right. Let me be in my mom jeans. That's yeah. all they ever were. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, I, and I'm just all like I'm thinking about how mom jeans is actually like the, the quite the like antithesis of the low rise jean. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the low rise jean was just all like how how low can we get before we are staring at um, your labia? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was really like. <laughs> I, I felt like you were really struggling with anatomy. Like you were like, I don't know. I labia? was like, let's go with I, labia. Yeah. But you'd see the mons pubis before the labia. Thank you. <laughs> because you should have seen, you should have seen the cartoonish like me. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, the only things that I know are way too deep in there, and we're not trying to be that vulgar. But I mean, <laughs> what a I perfect joke that I've labia. never heard. Girl, I can see your labia through those jeans. <laughs> like, I can't believe that's never been in a movie or a TV show. That's really funny. Yes. We'll write it down. Someone's going to like write in and be like, actually, episode 10 of, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay. There's always so a historian of something <laughs> out there of those types of nature. And such forth and such as. So at this time, we are feeling a void clearly in the market for a budding top model. At the time, the top supermodels are Giselle Boonchen, who, you know, she was like the top girl for Victoria's Secret from 2000 to 2007. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had Leah Kabedi, who I personally love. Uh, She was famous for being the first black model ever signed to Estee Lauder in 2003. I remember that ad campaign. I had it on my um, wall in my bedroom. Um, There was Daria Werbery. I loved her. Jim Award, Coco Rocha, Naomi Campbell, Kate Moss. Some of the girls are still working to this day. I love that. And this is what I love about Mm -hmm. this. You know, it's just like you could still name Coco Rocha, Naomi Campbell, Kate Mm -hmm. Moss and be like, they're still out there doing the damn thing and um leah Cabelli too she had a really beautiful uh collaboration with montclair just um like a few seasons back anyway miss ma'am the one and only tyra banks is like hey i remember hearing the story on the vh1 special she said she was making herself coffee in her posh new york apartment and she was like uh 
I need to make a show. America's Next Top Model. And a franchise was born. Bam. Um, so what was I talking about before I lost my train of thought? Tyra Banks was in her posh New York apartment and she said, the world needs America's Next Top Model. And that's how the show was born. You know what? I love that. You did really well in school, didn't you? Sure didn't. <laughs> I did very poorly. I um, truly was just going through a bunch of stuff uh, that was at my dad's house after we sold it. And one of the things was uh, about how I would rush through my work to help the other students because I thought they were lesser than me and needed my help, <laughs> which is like borderline rude. Yeah. I found such I gems. Know. I also found this one. This has nothing to do with anything. But I worked at Lane Bryant and they uh-huh. were they like gave me a verbal warning about my lateness and then they wrote me up and then they wrote how many times I was late and it was like Tuesday 30 minutes, uh Friday 40 minutes, next Tuesday 2 hours and 35 minutes. I was like, "Y'all should have fired me." 2 hours, <laughs> 2 and a half hours. And you just wrote on a paper, don't do it again. And then I wrote, I will try my best to not be late. And all I can do is try. I wasn't even going to try. <laughs> so, yeah, not a good student. Also, will not show up anywhere on time. I love um I love that. I love every little bit about you writing on a note. I'm going to try knowing damn well that you were absolutely I didn't, I didn't try not um, going to try. You know, it was clearly just the buddings of the talent of a really um, amazing actress. Comedian. <laughs> you know? Um, Nicole, were you watching reality TV during this time? Because this is like kind of like the pivot when it really yes. started. So I watched a little bit of Top Model um, but I don't think I watched that much reality television. I feel like talk shows were like, I mean, they weren't like the first reality television, but like you had like the Ricky Lake show where people would be like, I loved you. And then here's a secret or whatever. And then Jenny Jones, mm-hmm. I fucking loved. Um, yeah. I loved Sally Jesse Raphael. But yeah, I watched Top Model. And then I don't think I really dipped into reality for a long time. I think for me, my, um, and this was kind of all around the same time, I feel like my introduction to reality television was um, Real World. Mm. And it was the season that they were in Chicago, because I was like, oh, Chicago, they're like in my city. So like, I kind of want to see what's like all going on here. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, you know, it was like that and Top Model. And And I remember... The reason why I was watching Top Model was because A was on UPN mm-hmm. and I was watching, <clears throat> I was the target audience for all the programming on UPN. I was watching Moesha mm-hmm. and the Parkers. Mm-hmm. And then I was just so UPN, like, oh, black, black supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was all like, wait, so you mean to tell me that black supermodel Tyra Banks is putting on a competition for girls to like <laughs> do modeling? That sounds kind of fun. I want to get into that. And like, I mean, and it, it's great because you 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 think back to to top model and how so m- many because I feel like don't quote me but I feel like prior to that point all reality TV competitions 
um, were either specific talents like singing, mm-hmm. dancing, star search, those types of things, um, or extreme kind of uh, sport like uh, um, what was that show? Fear Factor mm-hmm. type situations. And then all of a sudden you kind of have this niche that is like um, plugging into the world of modeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that that in and, in and of itself kind of opened up like this world to like creative talent competition type shows where we started to look at things, you know, as like uh, art and entertainment industry type competitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Project Runway beget a top model? I don't know if I use beget in the right context either. Beget means uh it's that french bread right the one yes. with the yes 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 did i, I believe that because <laughs> you do you eat I that think it did but i will check baguette means come after right i guys? think baguette means yes come after i think i'm i don't know i yes it came after just because yeah. i know that i started watching yeah yes i started watching so, yeah it ushered it in a new, after. a new era of what a competition show could be yeah, and uh, I love that we used uh, young, hopeful, young women <laughs> who were optimistic about uh, a dream career of a supermodel as the guinea pigs for this very interesting <laughs> reality I mean, television yeah, program. yeah, they were guinea pigs. I'll never understand the makeover episodes because I was like, they come in, they're stunning, and then it's almost as if you want them to be upset <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then compete and be mad about like their long blonde hair being chopped into a black pixie. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, what, what's the matter? Fine. Why are you mad? Why did you do bad this week? And it's like, yeah. because you took away who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too, because they definitely become so extreme, but in, in, yeah. in watching it back, like this first season, when I tell you these makeovers were so mild, they gave girls like, highlights and um some bangs and they were like (laughs) 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 it was like absolutely like a nerve-wracking but we're gonna take a quick little break and then we'll come back and jump right back into this It's your girl, Shay Coulee. I didn't come to play. I came to slay this podcast with my friend, Nicole Byer. How you doing, Nicole? Oh, I'm fabulous. Wonderful. And we got my lovely producer and co-host, Maxwell Esposito. Maxwell, how's everything sounding? You guys sound great. I love I love everything about you. I wish everybody could see all the pattern that Nicole is wearing. It's just beyond visually stimulating to me. I'm just like also, sitting here watching. Here, I'll give you more patterns. So there's a little tiger print there. Oh, I love it. <laughs> all animal. Well, I don't know what's going on on the wall, but it's all just it's all fierceness, really. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is overwhelming, but you know what? Like that's who I am. Uh, we love it. We love it. Bountiful, exuberant. We need that in life, especially after this pandemia. 
pandemonium. Yeah, I'm ready pandemic. for it to be done. Give me my vaccine. Yes, let us be vaccinistas. Give it to um, me. So let's just take a moment to discuss the reason of this show, its existence, Miss Tyra Banks. I think we should look at Tyra Banks before the show, but it seems that shortly after the season, the level of self-love Tyra had for herself hit another level, which definitely is one of the reasons that we love the show so much. So... Nicole, can I just ask you, like, what are your memories of Tyra Banks pre-Top Model? Honestly, I do not have, I don't know her. I, uh, you know, I I did not really know Tyra Banks before the show. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, like, after the show, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess I did see, like, you know, her in magazines or, like, ad campaigns or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I guess I just never thought twice about it. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see her in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Oh, wait, did she date Will? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For like two episodes or is it just one episode? Um, It was oh, for seven. it's seven episodes. Yeah. Wow. So neither of my guesses were right. <laughs> yeah, no, he, um, he did date Naomi Campbell as well. They went on a date in, I think, a season one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so he definitely got around with the models. But Tyra definitely had the biggest arc of all the model girlfriends. And this was during the college days. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also um, Life Size. Wait, with, was that before uh, or after Top Model? What, Life Size? Yes. Uh Uh-huh, that was before Top Model. Oh, my God. So maybe I did know her before Top Model (laughs) because I absolutely watched Life Size. I vaguely remember her on Fresh Prince, but, like, I lived for Life Size. I was like, come on, a black Barbie that comes to life and a Lindsay Lohan? Okay. I loved it. It was such a good movie. Honestly, though, I'll probably, like, rewatch it and be like, "Uh, was it that good? I don't don't know. Maybe it holds it. I think it's good. I, you know, there, there's always, I feel like there's always that struggle when you go back and watch something that you loved so much when you were younger and it doesn't quite hold up mm-hmm. to like your, to your standards as an adult. And like you sit back and then like those memories are tainted because you're like, why the hell did I like this? This is stupid. <laughs> this isn't even funny. This isn't even clever. Yep. There, there, there's a show that I like, um, I will say this much. There was a show that came um, when they released Disney Plus um, that came back. And I was just all like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to go back and watch this show. And I went back and I watched that show. And I was like, this is terrible. I'm not going to watch this anymore before it taints Wait, my love put for it the in show. the chat. What is it? <laughs> I'm dying to know. <laughs> Oh, is it bless. bad? Oh, bless. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I am so, I, like, it literally, it, like, kind of, like, broke my heart a little bit. And I don't, I, I mean, that's just my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, because I love me some <laughs> Um. Okay, let's start, uh, uh, let's talk about um the early modeling career of the one, the only Miss Tyra Banks. She was born in LA and started modeling at the age of 15. Um, Some of her very earliest photos were uh, taken by her mother. 
Tyra quickly got signed to Elite Model Management and moved to Milan at age 16. Becoming very popular in Europe, Tyra booked 25 shows her first runway season in Paris Fashion Week. In 1993, Tyra was signed to a CoverGirl contract and comfortably earned her title as a supermodel. In 1997, Tyra Banks became the first African-American woman to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated, as well as become a Victoria's Secret angel. In 2000, Tyra took on the life-changing role of Eve the doll in the Disney film Life Size, where she plays a doll that comes to life alongside Lindsay Lohan. She also has a classic appearance in Coyote Ugly. Do you remember, did you watch Coyote Ugly? I've never seen it, but it's about like girls who dance on a bar. Um, very loosely, like so, so loosely. It's literally like, um, okay. Have you seen Burlesque with Christina Aguilera? Have I seen Burlesque? That's where I got to learn about air rights. And I don't know if that's a real thing. <laughs> I hope it is for Cher's sake <laughs> in that film. Um, I love okay. Burlesque. Okay, so same, same, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Premise? Same kind of, yeah, premise. And the way that it's like, okay, um, cute blonde white girl moves to big city with big dreams, um, has saved up money, and the only money that she has saved up in is cash, and stores it in the beginning of the movie in a very suspecting place in her apartment while taking on a job at a bar that requires her to be more exuberant and express her personality when really she just wants to be a songwriter only to fall in love with some other dude that does dude-like things. I don't know, he's a musician or some duty thing like that. <laughs> and um, yeah, she gets a, she uh, writes a song for Leanne Rhymes at the end. The Leanne Rhymes? Yeah, yeah. And then they get on the bar and then sing it at the end. Wait, what is the Leanne Rhymes song that we all know? Um, What's like that one hit she had that was like everywhere? Uh, Was it Blue? Her first one? No. Was Blue. it the Can't Fight the Moonlight song? Can't Fight the Moonlight? No. I, I, the song that we all know. Because <laughs> you want, that's funny because that's the, that's the hook of the song. It's Can't Fight the Moonlight. No. Can't, can't Fight the Moonlight <laughs> was from Coyote Ugly. How Do I Live? Yes. How do I live without you? I want to know. Y'all, that one. Oh my God. I'm so about to tell on myself. I did not know that was Lee. And rhymes. Who did you think it was? I thought that it was uh, the one, the whole uh, Celine Dion. Okay, fair, but also not fair. Be- mm-hmm. Am I going to get crucified and canceled after I the don't first episode? Think so. We shall find out if there will be an episode on Thursday <laughs> or if I will be burned alive at the stake prior. Um, I forgive you. I love Celine Dion, but and I forgive you. So I don't think you're canceled. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for 
your love and your support in this no problem i'm here for you you know we all find out things about ourselves and we all come to realizations and it's all a part of the process of learning and growing as a human being you know we're imperfect and we all make mistakes and i thank you for working with me through um this mistake of mine no problem i'm here i'm ready We can all learn. Yes. And you brought the light into my life, you know, with that information. And now I know when that song comes on the radio, I will be like, damn it. (laughs) Nicole, let me know that this is Leanne Rhymes and not Celine Dion. You won't catch me slipping anymore. Um, Nicole, thank you so much for for chatting with me today. I have had an absolute blast. Please, please, please tell the children where they can find you. Okay, you can find me at my home, but don't you dare come here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you can <laughs> find me on Instagram. No, don't go there. Don't, don't do that. Please That's don't weird. come here. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Nicole Byer. I also have other podcasts, Why Won't You Date Me, Best Friends, Newcomers, and 90 Day Bay, which is on Patreon, where I watch four hours of the 90 Day Fiance franchise with my friend Marcy, and we recap it. Um, also, you can watch Nailed It on Netflix, and then you can watch Wipeout on TBS. Yes, we love that. So we only just got started setting the stage for cycle one of Top Model. We hit on the fashion and music and pop culture from 2003. But on Thursday, we are going to really dig in. And guess what? Nicole will be with us again. That's right. Here on Wanna Be On Top, we get our guests twice a week. Thanks for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for me, Maxwell, and our guests, or just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. That's beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulee. And I'm Max Wasposito. And as always, the question remains Wanna be on top? Wanna Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of their respective trademark and/or copyright holders. Forever. To listen to Wanna Be On Top ad-free and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 